right, good evening, pioneers, from wherever you are joining us this evening. Of course, this is Nigeria, West Africa. <laughs> so wherever you are, of course, welcome to this session. Welcome, pioneers. Um, for those of you that probably have not met me before, or you've not probably not you know me before, if this is your first time on this channel. My name is Bipon Ayo. And I'm a pilot of enthusiasts, if you want to say. And then, um, aside that, I actually do quite a number of things around Pine Network. Like I said, I'm a Pine Network enthusiast. I've been into Pine Network at least for over a year. <laughs> and then I've been actively involved, I must say. And the reason I'm saying this is so that you can at least know the person you're home to. And then you can at least trust the legitimacy of the information is we will be passing across this evening. So, like I said, I play, I do quite a number of things around on high network. I'm the moderator, I'm a moderator on the high lifestyle. Um, also one of the Pine Talk Nigeria admin team. And I'm the team lead for Learn By. If there's anything I probably need you to know, I want you to know that I'm a little bit very strong education. In fact, I believe that without proper education, Pine um, actually cannot become maximize the potential of Pine Okay, I probably would explain more about that as we later on, basically. But I just need you to know that education is something very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. But Pine and primarily because um, the community eventually will be the ones to lead the project, not the core team. The core team can only help us thus far. So the community will be the one to lead the project eventually. So it's just very good that the community understands the project. And then, you know, if there's anything that we know about Pine Network, Pine Network is on board the, you know, pioneers who don't really have the big idea of business. Pine Network is onboarding pioneers who don't have the basic idea of cryptocurrency and all. So basically, just very good that the community have a good grasp of the project. And, which is what bets this particular um, discussion session called Let's Talk Pi. Talk Pi was better out of the need to um, educate the pioneers, I mean, pioneers in Pine Network about what Pine Network really is. And that's because there are quite a number of misconceptions about Pine Network. And then, that's the whole idea of Talk Pi. It's going to be happening every Friday. Today's the first time. So, and then we keep on doing it every Friday as as long as we really can still in it. And of course, even after minutes, we move. So it's basically a session to prepare Pineapple community towards minutes. And that's because there's a whole lot to Pineapple actually. So Let's Talk Pi is that session that you really, really don't want to miss as we will be going into very details about Pineapple. We'll be taking our time. And of course, we both know that the topic before us today is what is money. And then something that we wrote under it is understanding the core of Pine Network's goal. Okay. So we are going to be taking time to explain what money is related to Pine Network. Graduate a series. We are not just going to talk about we can't we can't exhaust what money is today. Even throughout the series, we won't be able to exhaust what money is. But of course, we'll try to touch Kujen part of that we need to know. And of course, related to Pi Network, and then so we can have a better grasp of the project. And of course, I have a guest with me today in the person of Mr. Alex. Okay, Mr. Alex also is a Pi Network enthusiast, and then he's quite he's an educator, I must say. Quite he's quite also strong on education, actually, because like I said the other time, it's very, very important to the success of the project. The community must understand the project. I have a senior pioneer in the senior chat that says something. His name is Melding. He's also one of us here in Pi. He used to say something every time that Pi Network does not need 50 million pioneers if these 50 million pioneers are not ready to understand the project. And of course, I agree with him. That's very, very much true. Okay. So Mr. Hallett is also an, is a, is a, is an educator, the Pi Network enthusiast, and more importantly, is a co-founder of Pi Hub. Okay, if you don't know PyHub, okay, let me just give a brief, um, what a brief, let me just brief us on what PyHub is. PyHub is just the third-party application, a marketplace that is built on finance of where pioneers globally can meet and then exchange goods and services with their Pi. Okay, so it's a, it's a project they are developing and they are really, really doing well. We are following the hackathon and 
update around finance of Shida of Edible Pie Hub. Okay. Uh, Mr. Alex, I, I'm sure you can hear me. Can you just say hi to everybody before we go? Hi. Alright, right, right. That, that's fine. I want to even just want to use that to be sure that <laughs> you can hear me. Okay, so that's a good one. So that's been said. I feel we are good to go to moving into what we have for us today. So, like I said, we're talking about what money is. And then the end goal of understanding what money is actually is to the end that we actually understand the core of Pi Network's goal. Okay, the core part of Pi Network's goal. Do you get it? So um I think we are just good to go. Let's just move straight up into what we have today. So I and Mr. Alex will be I'll be asking him some questions and then we just move on and then demystify the whole on the basic level the whole idea behind money and then how far we can go we will try to go and then of course continue from the next session this next Friday so Mr. Alex um, good evening and trust you I'm sure you're with us hello Mr. Alex can you hear me? Uh, good evening Mr. Fekoaya yes I am Right. Yes, I um, can hear yeah. you clearly. So before we just move majorly into all that we have for today, um, can you I want hear to me? Ask you. Yes, I can hear you, Mr. Alex. I can hear you. All right. So can you hear me now, Mr. Alex? Can you hear me, Mr. Alex? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. Right, right. So let's just move. So uh, my first question to you, actually, I can hear you right, loud and clear. Explain this. Um, why exactly? Or how exactly do you feel about talking about money? And then, um, what need do you feel um, is attached to talking about this particular subject right now? Okay, of course, you know there's a reason behind we picking this topic and then starting uh, yes, um... this topic. So yeah, go ahead, sir. Yes, the the concept of money is a simple and a difficult one. And um, with a community like uh, the Pi community, it is very, very important that we talk about what money is. This is because, um, like you said, many of the pioneers who joined the Pi network are basically new into this concept of virtual currencies. So to help this fledgling and new community to grow, very important that they understand the concept of money and what money is and how money functions. All right. Thank you very much, sir. I think that's quite good. Probably had to avoid those Um like I said earlier, the community of Pine Talk actually do not have a good number, actually do not have a good grasp of what yeah, community of Pine Talk is, does not have a good grasp of what Pine Talk is trying to do. And I don't know for those of us that are probably taking our time to interact with Pioneers anywhere, probably on WhatsApp, on Telegram, on Facebook, on Reddit, on Discord, anywhere. I'm sure you would have probably, you know, to some extent, see the way or get the way some Pioneers really have, really think about the project. And it can really, really um, be very much summer. Okay. You know, you receive responses from Pioneers such as um, when Pioneers all goes like, and then we get to the main net, I actually want to just hold my pie and then wait for it to, you know, increase in value over months and two years. And then, then probably now sell off. You know, such an idea actually. And then the truth is, that's basically 
the what we the bulk of the community know about the project and then of course it's not their fault too because that's like what we have been used to over the years when it comes to many crypto projects so Mr. Alec, i don't know would you what do you think about such a mindset for pioneers who probably just want to hold their pie when pie goes like and then of course just hold it till it increases in value i mean it's matures so much <laughs> maybe like say like it matures like bitcoin <laughs> and then they now can start selling up or something so what can you really say about such a mindset I think Mr. Alex is having issues with this. Um, he has joined us back. Okay, so Mr. Alex, um, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Bad network. All right, all right. Um, did you get my question? I was asking a question. Ah, uh, please. Can you can you recap? Okay, so I said many of us actually uh, when we interact with many of the pioneers anywhere probably on whatsapp facebook telegram discord reddit anywhere one of the mindsets that we know that many pioneers do have about pi talk is that they just want to mine as many pi as possible now which is very but when pi goes live i mean when we get to mainland they want to just hold the pi make allow the value to get mature and make growing value over months into um into years and then probably now sell off in assets. What can you say about such a mindset in relation to what we are trying to talk about, about what money really is? Uh, yes. Um, the reason for this is the standards that uh, the first and second generation cryptocurrencies have set. Bitcoin uh, started off in 2009 by a person or a group of person by that goes by the name Satoshi Nakamoto and his intention was to create a new form of money after the economic recession of 2008 but along the way Bitcoin fell into becoming a speculative asset instead of money and this has been what has been done all along till our present moment uh, litecoin came after bitcoin and followed suit and so on and so forth ethereum and the rest of them came in 2015 and they followed the same trend like bitcoin so it is very difficult now for a new cryptocurrency to just come and say no we don't want to do that we want to be used as a medium of exchange so that is why it is because of this speculative frenzy or speculative mentality that are stuck into the minds of people. That is what is making it difficult for them to understand that the intent of cryptocurrency was actually to serve as an alternative monetary system, not to be used for speculation. All right, all right. Actually, you can't, you can't have said it more than that. Because of what we've seen over time, from many of the crypto projects that we have which obviously they are not saving as money because of course some people get to say many of these currencies uh, they call them the future of finance and all of all these things you know but the truth is most of the time these projects are just tradable assets and then the only place they can actually live on is on crypto exchanges okay nothing more than that okay so that's been the ritual that we have since the 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 um, invention of Bitcoin in 2009 till now. Basically, so many of the projects out there really are just tradable assets just for people to speculate and then, of course, make money off it. Which, of course, we know that quite a number of people have actually gone well off in this whole scheme as it were. But however, like you said, in Pine Network, we are trying to change the narrative. Okay, That's what Pine Network is trying to do. Because the truth is, you look at the current financial system of the world, it's actually crashing. Fiat currencies, by fiat currencies, I mean Naira, Dollar, Yen, Pounds, and the likes. They are basically crashing. I mean, they are basically devaluing. If I'm not going to put these things into context, just pay attention to our Naira. I think I was discussing with somebody today, and I was saying, around last, around this time last year, probably say early last year, we could buy a bottle of Coke. I mean, they... 
about a hundred naira without, but today the narrative has changed for Coke. So the one bottle of Coke can be gotten for around, in fact, a hundred and seventy naira. That has to tell you how naira is devalued, and of course, not just naira alone, it's just generates a global financial problem. Okay, so and I think, in fact, this should actually lead us into going further about what Pineapple really is. So. If you probably have a mindset that Pi is a um, a currency like every other cryptocurrency out there that are tradable assets, it's just very fine that we begin to rethink actually. Okay, and as we move down this particular session, we are going to be seeing things in a better light. We're going to actually be talking about the history of money, talking about the evolution of money, and more importantly, we're talking about the the um, the, the functions of money and the characteristics. What makes more money money, and then can Pi actually fit into this? Okay, and we'll be answering quite a number of questions because even right now, I know some things will be going on on your mind. I know the kind of questions that will be going on in your mind. Well, let me just chew and don't ask them. So let us move, let us go a step further. At least we've been able to clear the hair and make us understand that Pi is actually coming out differently. What Pinetalk is out to do is to offer to the world a better solution to the financial crisis, okay? The problem of devaluation, the problem of, you know, central authorities, the problem of printing money every time, you get that kind of a thing. So, so we've been able to clear that here. Pinetalk wants to serve as money such that it can be it can be used for daily transactions by by everyday people as well. So let's just go a step further. Let's just look back to the past. And let's say some things about the history of money because I feel like before we can solve a current financial problem, the truth is we need to go a step back and talk about the history of money, know how everything started, and then begin to you know pinpoint where the problem, um, if the problem actually came from. You know, from the issue of money, we can look at the evolution of money. Notice where there was a where the problem basically came from, and then begin to see how better we can solve the problem as we and of course which is what pine network is trying to do so mr alex what can you really say can you just help shed light as much as possible on the history of money basically let's just flow from there uh yes um the history of trade is as old as man himself so the monetary system or money or trade started about um, 9000 BCE. Let me explain some terms here. By BCE, I mean before our common era, what is commonly called BC or before Christ. So that was when exchange became very, very necessary. And the form of exchange that was done those times was called butter system. In the butter system economy or the butter economy, goods were exchanged for goods. What do I mean? It means that if you have uh, a pot of soup and you need uh, a bag of gari, you have to take your pot of soup and you'll be looking for someone who has a bag of gary so that you'll be able to exchange now there was there is a problem with this exchange system because sometimes um, it took time before you can actually find someone who needed what you need and also someone who needed what you wanted to give out so because of that uh, the need for money was uh, was um, there. So money, a means of uh, exchange was developed around um, 227 BCE. The ancient Babylonians started to define the guidelines for what money is and what money should be. So they started what is called the shekel system. Shekel is spelled S-H-E-K-E-L. The shekel system is a monetary system where the shekel was used as a weight system and also a monetary system. Uh, then, uh, silver was mostly used as a means of exchange. Then, then um, over time, in 1300 BCE, cowries were used in countries 
or continents such as Africa, South Asia, Australia, and the Oceanians, they developed the use of cowries. We can still see those cowries today, a little white beads that some people wear in their heads today as ornaments was developed as money. Then in other places like China and the rest of the world, they started to use things like um, salt, wheat, animal skins, and things things that were valuable began to be used as money. So then the evolution continues. Then in the year 1100 BC, the Chinese civilization started a standardized monetary currency system in the case in the shape of a miniature bronze cast um, how do i define it um that thing it looked like money it looked like a sorry an ass so they were using this ass like instrument as money so over time they saw that it was not very good because you wouldn't want to put your hand in the pocket and something will just cut you because you want to carry money so what they did was they now make this ass into a small shape round shape in the in the shape of the coins that we have today that was the first invention of the coinage system it was started by the chinese civilization in the year 1100 BCE. Then in 687 BCE, other civilizations started to create their own unique form of coins. And uh, this started with uh, the king of Lydia, who, which is now part of modern Turkey today. He created a coin that had Then we come down. The Roman Empire established its own currency known as the dinaros. But one thing we should know about this monetary system, we can see that these inventions were done by merchants. During these years, we we're not talking about a government central banks. The banks in the past were to hold people's um, money and later give them back. So what these merchants do is that they collect this money and they give it out, lend it out to people, and they pay interest. It was not until our century, this uh, 21st century, that the government started creating central banks to begin printing money. And this started in uh, 1844. The Bank Chartered Act was decreed or was um, created by the Bank of England. So it was then that the government started picking up interest in being the ones to control money. So from this uh, period onward, we come into what is called the gold standard. What is the gold standard? The Bank of England decreed that the Bank of England was fully backed by gold according to the strict interpretation of the gold standard. What does that mean? It means that if you had a receipt, you can go to the bank and exchange those your receipt directly to gold. But that system shattered when um, the war began and uh, the gold direct or classic good system fell into uh, was uh, shattered then in 1944 just after toward the ending of the second world war the world came together about uh, 43 countries came together in the united states 
New Hampshire, Bretton Woods, to create a new form of monetary system. It was in this conference that the IMF and the World Bank was created. Now, what was this accord about? They were to create a monetary system, a fixed monetary system where the dollar, the value of the dollar will be fixed to an, a certain amount of good. And why was the US dollar picked for this? It was because most of the gold reserved toward that time was in the Federal Reserve Bank. So they picked the US dollar as a global reserve currency. So the dollar was tied to gold at the rate of 33 ounces to $1. Then every other national currencies were tied to the dollar at different rates. But something happened because the dollar was tied to a commodity like gold, which is not, you cannot just create gold from thin air. But because the government was hungry to fund their wars and so on and so forth, they started creating more money that now was more than the good they had in their vote. Then there were other problems. When the nations started to notice that the American government was creating or printing more money than the gold reserve, these nations started requesting for their gold. They would come and say, this is your, this thing, give me my good. So out of selfish interest to protect the American economy, the then president, Roosevelt Nixon, made an announcement on the 15th of August, 1971. He stated that he has temporarily terminated the convertibility of the dollar into gold. What was the effect of this announcement? It means that since there was nothing holding the gold, or nothing holding the US dollar, every nation started to float its currency. It means that any currency, many currencies became free floating. What is free floating? It means that a nation can just print money whenever they want. And because the currencies were no longer backed up by gold, it means that the value started to plummet over time. And when banks print more money, the money we have in our pocket, the value falls. And that is called inflation. That was what led to the problem of uh, 2008. So at least we'll start, we'll stop here. In our subsequent um, uh, series, we'll talk about how this uh, sudden change has affected our current financial system. Thank you very much. I just basically do have, um, I want us to buttress on some things while we move. You know, towards the latter part of what you were saying, you made it after the President Nixon gave the whole for that dollar that thing to every currency to print money from whenever they want to and they like. So, um, like you said, that exactly is where the major problem is for so now in the case of the cryptocurrency you're saying pi or pi how exactly will pi mitigate such a particular problem because one thing basically is that every every um every country or every nation actually based on the current standard the fiat standard that we have can basically just choose to you know print any amount of money there's no standard any longer there's nothing really backing them up as a way unlike before where every pay any every dollar out there is basically being backed by gold okay since the president actually removed that stand so how exactly do you feel the cryptocurrency or pineapple actually can mitigate such a particular problem of devaluation because of course we both know that that primarily is where devaluation actually started from 
basically from printing of money from you know from thin hair. So how like pioneers work or crypt actually can make such a particular problem. Yes, uh, this is where the idea of Satoshi Nakamoto comes in play. Now, it was after the 2008 financial recession that people began to think about money. They started to go back to the history of money. If you remember, in the history, the things people considered money were things that were scarce. So, now the value of money came from rarity, beauty, and force. Now, the money we have today, the value comes by force. It doesn't come because it is rare. It doesn't come because it is beautiful. Now, for gold, the value of gold comes out of beauty and rarity. Now, how does this consign tie? Now, cryptocurrencies in general are designed in a particular way. They have limited circulation. For example, pi will be distributed fairly to the first 100 million or to the first 1 billion pioneers. After that, minting will stop. Now, how is that similar to the gold standard? Remember that during the gold standard. What exactly do you mean by me and will stop? Just to clarify that. Yes. The the Pi Network, the Pi White Paper states that for every pioneer that joins the Pi Network, a particular amount or undisclosed number of Pi is minted for that person. And that person continues to mine that pie for through the lifespan of that reserve up to the first 100 million or to 1 billion persons who joined the pie network. It means that if the first 100 million to 1 billion persons join the pie network, minting will stop. So it is just what these 100 billion people gets. That is what will be in circulation forever and ever. Now, how does that affect the growth of pi? Now, remember, back in the gold standard system, both in the classic gold standard system and the uh, Britain Wood uh, um, protocol, money was not free floating. You cannot just print the US dollar because there must be a good to represent it. So now, like, the Pi um, digital currency, you cannot mint it once the protocol stops minting. Once we get the first 100 million to 1 billion persons, that is the end. Now, how will that affect the value of Pi? It means that we will not stop at 1 billion persons. The, the network will grow to 2 billion, 3 billion, up to the 7 billion persons we are in the world. now. If this increasing demand is on a small supply of an asset or commodity, now what happens to that commodity or asset? The value will gradually go up because of the increasing demand and the smaller supply. That was what happened during the gold standard. And that is the standard that cryptocurrencies such as Pi is bringing back to us. It's giving us value. It's giving us a currency that is not inflationary but deflationary in nature. All right, Mr. Alex. Um, so I just I think I we need to see. I, I I want to ask a question for that. You said something that I need to talk a new minting of five for up to a home to one billion pioneer. Many more people can still come out of like free, it will be through true free minting of pie. So for more people that would want to come into pie even after mobile mining stop, that is the free minting as it were stop, how exactly will they be able to you know the pie? I don't know if you get my question. You know, since we just 
space for a hundred to about a billion in a project. I mean, into pie. I will get pie minted for free. I will get pie. How exactly would people even outside this hundred to a billion can be able to still participate or get pie as well? So I want you to purchase a little bit more on that. Okay, if I want to participate in the American economy, which is better than the Nigerian economy, what do I do? I work for a an American company. That is what I'll do. For example, currently I'm working for, uh, I'm doing a brand ambassador thing for a company called Sensei, and they are paying me in dollar. Now, that means I'm participating in the American economy already, as it were, because I'm earning the American dollar. Now, for you to participate in the pie economy, you have to start accepting pie for your products and services, even though you did not mind. So you accept pie for your products and services. There are things people sell, goods and services. They offer these things for money. So to get involved in this economy, all they have to do is simply say, no, I'm no longer taking Naira. All I want is pie. And they have participated in the economy and they start earning pie. That is one way they can earn pie after the free minting is uh, done. So yeah, that's quite clear. I, I intentionally asked the person basically so as to make people understand what we are trying to do. So the fact that we have a space of for 100 to 1 billion pounds to be able to get pipe for free, like it's maintained the way, does not mean that these are the only set of people that can actually does not mean that the rest of probably the seven billion people in the world can actually can't actually come in. So exactly what you just said, Pine is is trying to build an economy basically, an inclusive economy where whosoever is coming into the project can actually participate in the economy and then the only way you can participate in an economy is either by buying through a currency or by you know accepting um, goods and services um, in exchange i mean you know buying through a currency or by you know exchanging what you have to get that currency so for pioneers that will not be able to you know probably mine for free because that's the truth that's the reality of things not all pioneers would, not everybody in the world will be able to um, get pie for free. So for which is about one, this is about seven out of eight of the rest of the population actually need to, you know, um, give something in exchange for. So I want to believe that clears a particular doubt about pie and then making, putting things into context. So just, um, I can actually see some hands up, Paul, I can see your hand, you know, so and if you just be patient let's um just clear the air as much as possible and then we'll allow questions and answers and we'll allow questions and give answers so um you know, when you were talking about the issue on the other you know i think there's something that we can actually draw i want to know your view there's something you can draw draw from from the history of money you said something that the history of money even till when um till the existence of man that money is as old as the existence of man and then i think one thing that i can actually draw from while you were giving news about the issue of money is that money is actually created by i mean like some people as you know a collective agreement we people basically get to tell ourselves and the consensus on what we agree as money as well i don't know if i'm right Yes, uh, money exists to facilitate trade because one of the basic things in the human society is exchanges. We are always needing something. We are always wanting something. Now, what if I want this thing and I don't have it? What do I do? I have to get it somehow. So there was a need for exchanges to take place. And the first thing that came to man's mind was butter. Okay, I have a phone and I need a laptop. We'll have to exchange. But it was, it presented a lot of problems. So people came together and said, there are some things that are valuable around us. Okay, salt is valuable. Cowries then, not today. 
cowries then were valuable. In China, they even used tea leaf. So these were things, wheat, belly, cows, and stuff like that. In fact, in Latin, the word translated money means cow. The word translated money in Latin means cow. So that means that, that means that these items that were valuable were used as a medium of exchange then. So we can see that it came as a result of the need to exchange. That is the reason why money was created by man. It was not created by the government. It was created because of the need of the people. So yeah, just to go further from where you actually stopped, I think I like that point, and I think I like us to kind of emphasize a little bit on it. Money was created by man and not by central authorities, not by central bank or the central or the central government. Because many people get to have that misconception that whenever it comes to money, the the banks or probably the central government are the ones primarily in charge of creating the money. Of course, after we have seen the history of money, so the evolution of money. One thing is very, very, um, very, very obvious that man, people themselves are the ones that create money, actually. People themselves are the ones that create money. Like I said earlier on, when it comes to defining what money is, it just basically refers to a collective agreement. That is, when we, when some people come together, the people based on a locality or something come together and get agree on a particular substance as a means of exchange, as in, that is exactly what is going to happen. And then that is already what we are seeing in today's evolution of money, the advent of cryptocurrency and of course file. We know that you know fiat currencies are basically failing us already. By that I mean the governments who are the ones in charge of this money, who are basically not controlling it, they are basically not doing their job well. And then people again are already creating money. And then that is what exactly you can do in finance or you know um there's a particular um documentary i was really going through was talking about the yak money and how it's just basically a particular match a substance like a stone then back then in fact that money was still in use up until 2005 okay so based on there were just some set of people in particular highland who agreed to make use of a stone and then you know that was that just served as their means of exchange for goods and services in that locality. So what exactly I'm what I'm trying to say is that when it comes to money, literally create money. And then if you pay attention to the evolution of money, gradually are moving from fiat currency into cryptocurrencies. However, we both know that you know many of like I said earlier, many of these cryptocurrencies actually can not a currency for daily transactions so for many reasons we will not which we will not go into okay but pinetop is coming in this time around creating money actually such that we the people are the ones creating this money so if you are a pioneer one thing you should know is that you are part of those that are actually helping to create the money while because you are accepting the pi currency as a mix of exchange okay if you probably don't have item before please begin mindset okay so we are actually part of those creating money. But this time around, it's a cryptocurrency deflationary. It's not an inflation say, like we have with the Naira, where it's being controlled by a central bank, central government, and then you get to print more into the system. Just um, influence interest rates and you know, control the whole thing, basically. So I want to believe at least we can begin to see what we want to eat. So if you begin to, if you are thinking your pie, the pie you are mining, is going to serve as a tradable asset. I'm telling you, we are telling you today that that's not exactly what Pinetop is trying to do. We are not trying to build scheme as it were, a, a, a tradable asset as it were. We are not trying to build, you know, because if you look what really Bitcoin was how to solve, I mean, the solution Bitcoin was really how to solve. If you pay that ten to touch on patients, okay, Bitcoin actually did, um, it didn't get to do you know do like it didn't it's it, it's goal as it were okay so pineapple is taking it up from there and then trying to create money for daily people as it were for for she we get it okay so um so far so good we've been able to you know touch um touch about the history of money evolution you know permit those who have loved for that begin to talk about 
you know, functions and characteristics of money. Because the truth is, before you can call something money, okay, of which we are trying to say that that's what pilot is trying to build, before you can call something money, it must have some characteristics. Because let's look at the technology and things as so many things before we can you know, arrive at that. But probably that way we are going to have to, you know, move move from the next from the next session. So, Mr. Alec, I don't know. Um, before we allow questions and then maybe contribute to the general because a lot of parents, like I said, we are gonna allow questions today. So um, do you have any just a way to wrap up and then bring everything to context? You can just you know, go ahead in a few minutes, do that. Yes, before something can be called money, the economy says that it must fulfill three functions. What are those three functions? It must serve as a medium of exchange. For something to be called money, it means that it must serve as a medium of exchange. It means that this thing called money must serve as an intermediary to for exchange. Because I must give you that thing and you give me the product or the value. So that thing must serve as an intermediary between two people who are trying to exchange value. That is one function of money. Money must be moved from one person to another. Now, how does it relate to pie? You have your wallet, I have my wallet, I can move your pie to me and you give me your goods. So money serves that purpose. Uh, pie serves the purpose as a medium of exchange. We can actually use it to exchange products and services. Then secondly, a good money must function as a store of value. Now, according to the Corporate Finance Institute, they say that anything, a store of value is any commodity that maintains its value over a long period of time. Now, this is the reason why many economists say that Bitcoin is not money. Because you can pay me one Bitcoin today in the morning and in the evening, the value of that Bitcoin will not be the same. It has fallen just between one day. But, and what is the cause of this? Speculation. That is why Pi does not want to be speculative, so that it can actually become money. It can actually pro preserve its value for a long time. If I give you 100 Naira in the morning, you can still use that 100 Naira to buy that same item. You can use it in the, in the morning to still buy that same thing in the evening. It will not change within that day. But if I give you one Bitcoin in the morning and you can use that one Bitcoin to buy a car, in the evening, you might not be able to use that one Bitcoin to buy a car in the evening any longer. The value might fall. So that is why economy says Bitcoin is not acting as money because it's always, it's just too, it's just too volatile. The volatility is too high. Although in the long run, if you look at it, Bitcoin is actually better than even the fiat currency because what you would buy with one Bitcoin 10 years ago, you will see that you buy it with less than one Bitcoin. So in the long run, it is actually better. But in the short term, in short term, it's not good. Money doesn't act like that. It goes up and down. Just There was an instance they said that it fell just 200% within one day. So money cannot act like that. So it cannot serve as a store of value. That is why people do not want to accept Bitcoin. Because I might accept Bitcoin for my phone and I go to the market to use that Bitcoin to buy phone, I will not be able to buy it again. That, that's a problem. So buy is coming to solve that problem. Then thirdly, money must act as a store, sorry, a unit of account. Yes, money serves as a unit of account because it is peered to goods and services. That is why Pi does not want to go into exchanges. Many persons do not know. The point is the core team, they are very, very smart people. They don't want Pi to go to the exchanges, at least for the first one to two years. Pi shouldn't live on the exchanges. It will later go to the exchanges, you know, but a, a strong economic value should be built based on these three four functions of money before it can now move to the exchange. Then when it moves to the exchange, it will now maintain its economic value in the exchanges. And that is where 
the Pi community comes in. Every pioneer must work against Pi being moved to the exchange once mainnet comes. In fact, I always propose to pioneers is if Pi is listed of exchange, nobody should trade it. Trade other cryptos. Me, I'm a speculator, I trade other cryptos, but I refuse to do that with Pi. I won't do that with Pi because I want it to be money. So then again, we now have what is called qualities of good money. What are those qualities? Good money must be durable, must be fungible, and so on and so forth. So let me just uh, stop there for now. Thank you very much, Mr. Alex. Thank you for please explaining some um, functions of money according to the economic view. Okay, um, time will not actually permit. Would have loved to go into that into more details. Probably from here, actually, I'm going to pick it up here next next session, next week Friday, actually, and then we're going to be making it more obvious the characteristics of money and then how exactly I can actually do this. Okay, the the whole goal to all of all these things to make you exactly see what Pyrenoc is trying to do and how that Pi can actually do it. Pi can serve as money. Okay, it can be that particular currency that we are going to be for daily transactions. Okay, so just of course think of the way your naira works. Think of the way your dollar works. Okay, we use it to buy stuff online and physically. So that's the exact uh, thing Pyrenoc is trying to do, and it's possible. Okay, now look at our growing economy and sorry, growing community. We are about 23 plus pioneers now in the project, and then we are growing exponentially. So it's just for you to know that somehow, someday, we are going to be commanding a global attraction. Okay, and this is something that many of the people how they actually are not able to do. Before you see a cryptocurrency that actually have 23 million um, communities, even before launch, we've not seen any project like that actually. Okay, so um. By becoming money is very much possible, and in fact, that is what we are exactly trying to build in the project. Okay, so thank you very much again, once again, Mr. Alex. Thank you for joining me today on this session. Thanks for sharing those you know, educative information. I really appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Okay, and of course, I know you are still with me on this particular session. So next week we still continue. So let's just, I think we should just allow people to ask questions. So of course, if you know you have a question, probably pen it down from or something. Many of us were actually raising our hand during the session. But like I said before we started, I was going to be allowing questions but towards the end of it. Okay, so if you know you have a question, you have a question, so this is the right time. So kindly just raise your hand if you just be obvious or something. Any question at all, let's just shoot them in. You have it, just shoot them in. We are sure to basically answer them as it's great details as much as you can go.